Welcome to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. This podcast tackles the hottest topics for the European accountancy profession. Get your need-to-know update from Brussels. Welcome back to Season 3 of Because People Count. We're thrilled to be starting this new season, and there will be a few surprises in the months to come as the podcast grows. We all have our eyes on the COP26 summit. This is where we hope to see more action towards the goals in the Paris Agreement and the UN Convention on Climate Change. As part of NextGen EU, the European Union is committed to a greener Europe. This means embedding sustainability into business practices. On the podcast, we've talked about flipping the balance sheet and how accounting practices could hold the key to putting sustainability first. We've also talked with the CFO on how he began to think about sustainability in his company. But how do we get this going? How are the changes in what a company reports on making a difference in its environmental footprint? To start answering these questions, we're happy to have Nadja Picard, a German certified public accountant and PwC's global head of reporting with us today. She focuses on corporate reporting beyond the financials to encompass environmental, social, governance, or ESG matters. She is on the ground working with companies on how to think sustainably and avoid greenwashing. Nadja, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, Andrea, and thank you very much for having me. I'm PwC's Head of Global Reporting, and in this role, I drive how PwC helps companies transform their corporate reporting to meet investor demands and stakeholder demands at the same time. And I also help identify the trusted information that goes beyond financial information, as you rightfully pointed out. I started my career as an auditor, but very quickly moved on to help companies access the capital markets. So as a company telling your story and now focusing on your sustainable business strategy is really necessary for all businesses to stay engaged with investors and all other stakeholders. It's really true that these days, investors and stakeholders want to know about the, the green footprint, the environmental footprint of a company. The financials just, just aren't enough. And I'm sure this is, this is a no-brainer uh, for you, but where does the accountancy profession fit in the shift to a sustainable economy? If we really look at the overall mission of the EU with the Green Deal to drive funds into more sustainable businesses, they need to do this based on information that is made available for investors to drive their decisions based on the information they have. And so far, the focus is very much on financial information. So inevitably, sustainable behavior needs to be made transparent with the respective reporting. And we do believe that a lot of companies already recognize the need for this type of information as almost all of the 250 top global businesses already make ESG disclosures, right? But the problem is that the current disclosures and metrics really have a broad range of quality and consistency. And really driving towards quality reporting and particularly consistent reporting remains a challenge. We all know about the big plethora of different accounting and reporting standards, especially in the ESG space. So how can anybody base sound decisions on 
what he does not know particularly to be consistent information. Now, there is an area where we as accountants and auditors can support those standard setters in finding common ground. So, so that's the first area. Also, the EU has already recognized this and does not rely on other standard setters, but has taken out to actually write their very own sustainability reporting standards. But let me emphasize that, again, reporting does not exist for the sake of reporting. Reporting exists because the decisions that drive sustainable behavior really are underpinned by such reporting. You know, it's not only investors. Investors are a very big part of the equation, but it's other stakeholders as well. It's employees who have a choice on who to work with. It's customers, consumers at the end of the day. It's suppliers. And it actually also is society at large, not to mention last but not least, possibly and obviously in Europe, also the regulators who are basing regulatory action on the information they receive from companies. So as accountants and as auditors, we have a social duty to help our clients unlock the value for shareholders, de-risk what can be de-risked, but also to provide information to stakeholders and wider society. How do we do that? That's the question really here. And we are prepared and set out to help companies define what they need to be reporting on, help them find the information in their data, in their processes and systems. That's what we do as accountants. That's what we do as advisors. Again, if you look at the other part of our business, at least equally as important, being assurance providers or auditors, we also have a very big role to play in providing trust to this type of information, increasing the reliability of such information. It's so true what you say about how accountants are here to measure and to show a company what the truth is about the, the business that they're doing. But at the same time, because there are so many different standards um, on the side of ESG reporting, that it is also very easy for companies to cherry pick which standard they use to make their company look even better. Meanwhile, if you look at another metric, their company isn't doing well at all. So I wanted to, to go into perhaps greenwashing and what we can do to avoid greenwashing. Difficult, right? Greenwashing very often is not in what you disclose, but what you choose to not disclose. So I think the foundation of the system that we're all building together needs to be very sound reporting standards that not only define how metrics are reported, but that also define which metrics are to be reported and that drive us towards a true and fair view on sustainability reporting, right? We're so used to a true and fair view um, financial reporting, which is very thoroughly defined by IFRS or US GAAP or even some of the more sophisticated national GAAPs. But we're so used to true and fair view reporting and financial reporting, we're still on a journey to define that in non-financial reporting. So again, how can we avoid that? We can support globally aligned globally common standards, reporting standards on sustainability information that have views on materiality 
and that clearly lay out what to report on and how to report on such information. This to me is how accountants and the accountancy profession fit in so naturally into the sustainability reporting debate because the accountancy profession has the know-how of a globally recognized and trusted system for financial reporting. And once we get similar standards for non-financial information reporting, it feels like it's just a natural profession to, to come in and take on the role to help out with that just because of the experience and the expertise and the know-how that we bring. Look, I think the other challenge is that we need to combine the financial reporting and the non-financial because only the two together and really integrated will be able to tell the full story of a company's sustainable business strategy and how they are delivering against this sustainable business strategy. So this is my, my strong belief that really both pieces of reporting have to come together and then to instill the respective trust into that system that we're so used to in financial reporting already, we need to be able to instill that same level to, of trust into the sustainability information. And then it all needs to come together into one actual big piece. Now that sounds scary, but I think it will actually become easier once we have proper sustainability reporting standards. We evolve our understanding on how the non-financial aspects impact financial performance, short-term and long-term, and then it will become much easier to really link the two elements and come to a better understanding, again, of the performance of a company taken as a whole. Absolutely. And it, it is exactly as you say, where you can't um, see these things in isolation. So far, with just the financial reporting, you don't get a company's actual impact on the world. But then again, just with a non-financial report, you won't get that either. So really the two side by side does only make sense. And it is hopefully something we can begin to implement sooner rather than later. But um, but I wanted to move on. Like we know that there are companies that are making an effort. We know that there are some companies who are pretending to make an effort. But what about those companies who take advantage of the pandemic and say, you know, we're just trying to let our business survive. We, we don't have time for sustainability. How do we convince these companies to, to shift to a more sustainable mindset? Yeah, I mean, accountants are not regulators, right? We're not setting out to tell companies what to do and what not to do. But I think there's a market element to that as well, right? As businesses recover, yes, there are quite a lot of funds available right now, but we see the investor community shifting towards funding a sustainable transformation. So as businesses recover from the pandemic and sort of reset, reconfigure their strategy, I think they would be very short-sighted if they would not take sustainability aspects into consideration because that actually might help them gain the necessary support from investors, from key talent, from regulators as they expand on their business strategy. So that's number one, right? The businesses that are not listening at all, I think, will actually face the same ramifications. Investors will react. They will have difficulties accessing funds. Even banks will be more and more reluctant to provide funding to them as they are subject to the very same regulation and dynamics. And employees will also make a choice. So 
long story short, I think it will be very short-sighted to not react to this. Yes, it makes me think about two, two things uh, specifically, is that a sustainable company is also a resilient company. I think one thing the pandemic definitely taught us was this just-in-time model for, that many companies were, were sticking to for their uh, operations. It doesn't work in a pandemic. In many companies, they, they no longer exist. And so building in sustainability, to a certain extent, also builds in a certain amount of resilience into uh, the strategy of a company. So sustainability can also help in that aspect and growing your business responsibly. The other one where we see companies being a little bit forced to change is the supply chain, is that larger companies will be obliged to report on their sustainability or ESG metrics, and it will not just stop at the large companies, but their supply chains will also need to be aligned as well. So those those were two things that just came up to me. And of course, we can always be hopeful that those that are lagging behind do get the message sooner rather than later. But I wanted to talk a bit about the assurance. And of course, assurance is, is often intangible when it comes to these types of things. It's the trust element. What assurance is needed for, for this non-financial information? I think in the future, not this year and maybe not next year, but also not in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so sometime not too distant future, financial reporting and non-financial reporting needs to come together. And therefore, the respective assurance needs to come together. Now, we're in a situation right now where you see some companies with some sort of limited assurance on certain metrics and maybe based on their processes and systems, that's all they can get at the moment because the profession is still lacking those comprehensive standards, both on the reporting and on the assurance side. And companies are developing their processes and systems to also make sure that their reliance themselves on the information they produce gets better and better. So the journey is from limited assurance right now to what we call reasonable assurance. So a higher level of assurance to really having a combined audit on financial and non-financial information, because that's what ultimately the needs of investors, society, customers, suppliers, employees, that's what it really is. And I think it all starts then to change course a little bit away from what the profession needs to where companies need to go. It starts with a governance system that companies implement for themselves that actually looks at all these aspects, right? Um, Andrea, you mentioned that sustainability other than financial information, doesn't really stop at the boundaries of a company. It goes beyond. It goes down the supply chain and it goes up the delivery chain as well um, towards the, the end customer. And boards need to instill more processes, controls, expand their views um, beyond just the company parameter to encompass the sustainability thinking um, for those areas as well. That is, I think, very important. In March this year, we launched a campaign about the recovery from the pandemic, and it calls on the EU and member states to move to a sustainable and resilient economy as part of their recovery plans. It has four priorities, which is one, improve SME resilience and risk management. The second is moving to a circular economy. 
The third is the public sector needs to change too, as in uh, Europe, the public sector is often one of the biggest actors in the economy. And finally, to support a truly transformative EU agenda in the public interest. What's your approach uh, at PwC to, to these themes? Let's start at the back. We are working with the regulators and we are providing them with our insights. Sometimes our people who move over to the regulators to really help them work on this agenda. So more precisely, we really applaud FREX efforts to write sustainability reporting standards and we are supporting them with our insights and help them as much as we can on that journey whilst relentlessly also remarking and trying to influence towards really global standards because ultimately it's a global problem that needs a global solution and it does not help really anyone if we end up with a multitude of different or differing standards. Now, obviously, recognizing that the EU has their very own agenda. So, so, so that's number one. And obviously, we're also helping with interpretation and the application of such standards to make, to make them more amenable to adoption by businesses. Right. It's sometimes complex, but translating complexity into company action, into what needs to happen with processes, systems, reporting, um, that has been our business for, for decades. So I hope we're still very good at that. And that's what we make available also here to, to our clients to bridge the gap between the regulation and the actual application. Small and medium-sized companies cannot close their ears towards what is going on here. And where do we fit in here? We're the auditors of many small and medium-sized enterprises. So it is our duty that we talk to our clients about what is on the horizon and make sure that they consider it at the owner level, at the supervisory board level, whatever is there, so that they are also prepared to, to react to the regulation that is coming their way, um, but also that they understand that it's not something for the others, it's something for them as well, as they, again, need access to funds and investors. So, so that's, that's another part. Stepping a bit out of my sort of official role and into a bit of a personal belief, would it not be a logical consequence for governments, for countries to also expand their reporting beyond a GDP reporting and into a more sustainability focused reporting? which then at a minimum and at the very latest would also capture the public sector and really shed a light on how governments steering their actions, that is providing work to, is funding the public sector um, alongside the sustainability agenda. Leave it there with a question mark, but I think that is also something that uh, we should be considering. 
it's a huge missing piece if you think about it. If the public sector was to also be held accountable for its own shift to uh, sustainability, I think we'd see a, a big impact. So, so it's a really interesting point to, to reflect on. But no, I, I wanted to go back to when you were talking about how accountants help companies bridge the gap between what legislation says and how to put it into real practice on the ground. And that's something that as accountants and their role evolves a bit because let's be honest with algorithms and software little by little the traditional accounting role is changing and it's becoming much more about this advice to companies advice to businesses so that the sustainability these lofty goals can actually come into practice and into the daily workings of that business and that's really how accountants bring the value to the companies. So I thought that was a really important point to to note as well and to reiterate. But then is there anything that we missed? Was there anything that you would like to add um, that we might not have gotten to? I think if I had a free wish, I would really like everyone to focus on outcomes and what behavior is really intended with the different pieces of legislation around reporting or otherwise and apply it in that sense. I would also like to point out that for everyone it's a bit of a journey. We won't be perfect from the beginning but we all need to make very, very strong efforts that we are improving. Now, a bit of patience is needed, um, but we also can't sit back and be complacent. And we need to make sure that whatever happens is consistent and the information that is used for decision-making can be trusted. So that's really the journey that we're setting out to support. I think that's an excellent point to to begin to wind things down is that it's a journey. Nobody gets there in a day. You know, it's really something that builds over time. Uh, and also the spirit, the spirit of sustainability. It's not about following each rule exactly as it's written. It's about making the business, making the economy as sustainable as possible. So th those are two wonderful notes for us to end on. Is there any resources that you'd like us to share with our audience where they can learn more? We put out a series of very interesting papers. It's called Take on Tomorrow. It's 17 pieces and they touch upon a lot of these issues and really go in detail into framing the issues and laying out our point of view. I think that would be a very good resource. We're currently working with our group of global experts on repeating a bit of that with a focus on corporate reporting, not only sustainability reporting, but other issues as well. So maybe stay tuned for more to come um, in, in that area. But that's exciting. And it's so interesting because of the breadth that PwC is looking at this from such a broad lens and is able to approach it from all those aspects. And we'll happily include it in our show notes as a link for people to, to check out if they're interested in learning more. Thank you so much for your time. And it was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for having me, Andrea. Thanks for listening to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. 
If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting apps. Get in touch. We are at AccountancyEU on Twitter, and you can contact me at Andrea at AccountancyEurope.eu. This podcast is presented and edited by Andrea Campbell with support from Nina Schopfer. Our music is Fearless First by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. See you next time, because people count.